Soaring in from high above Eastern Michigan University, it's the Eastern Insider Podcast with your hosts, Greg Steiner and Alex Jewell. Sit right back, you'll hear a tale, not of a frightful trip like Gilligan had, but one Alex Jewell had over the weekend. Welcome to the Eastern Insider Podcast. I'm Greg Steiner. And all the way from Buffalo, New York, I'm Alex Jewell. I thought you were officially a resident of the state of Pennsylvania at this rate for your trip. For those that don't know, Alex made the trip with uh, women's basketball to, of course, snowy Buffalo. And on the way back, of course, through that snowstorm, they were stranded outside of Erie, Pennsylvania. And uh, a usually five-hour trip turned into an 11-hour adventure. Uh, 11 plus 3, about 14 hours on the day, which was absolutely uh, a crazy experience, to say the least. It's one of those things that every trip brings a new experience, but you certainly don't expect to be stranded. Um, But really, really interesting. I-90, a stretch of it was closed, so we had to get off onto a detour. Of course, uh, a a huge pileup of cars on that detour, a couple of semis that had to get towed in front of us, and then we had to wait. So we sat in the same spot in the middle of Pennsylvania for about six and a half hours. But do have to give a shout out to our incredible bus driver over at Trinity. KP did a great job, really kept us in good spirits. Of course, Gerard Fire Department in Gerard, Pennsylvania. They were so uh, accommodating to us, came down with ambulances, Greg, picked up the girls in sets, took us back to the fire station, You know, gave us food, warm shelter for a few hours, even let Natalia Pineda put on the full firefighter suit. If you haven't seen those pictures on Facebook or Twitter, definitely get on and check those out. But certainly a crazy experience, but hats off to our girls and the coaches. The way they handled themselves was absolutely fantastic. And at the end of the day, we can have a good laugh because everybody's safe. Anytime you uh, travel in the winter makes for interesting times. Of course, I can remember games coming back from DeKalb that have less than ideal conditions. And we also uh, have seen times where uh, student athletes have had to fix buses coming back as well in a trip uh, a few years ago during the Jim Boone era. Uh, Eastern had a student athlete that actually helped fix a bus to get it back up and running. Uh, not quite the same, but we're happy you're back. And more importantly, a big week in store for Eastern Michigan Athletics and your women's basketball team. You'll get to talk with Fred Castro, who you spent a lot of time with, but they get the undefeated Chippewas of Central Michigan at home on Wednesday as part of the MLK uh, celebration wind down of the week. Of course, we celebrate the uh, efforts and uh, distinction of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. today as part of MLK Day, but uh, a culmination of the week coming up on Wednesday. Yeah, great opportunity for the women's basketball team to come back home to play a really, really talented Central Michigan team, of course, we all know the success that they've had in the last couple of years. And for all the media members out there, those kind of aspiring to be in the media, got a good suggestion for you. The best way to get to sit down with a coach is to get stranded on a bus with him for six hours. He'll let out all of his secrets. So Fred and I have a great conversation on today's show about what it's going to take to beat Central Michigan. Looking back into some of their last games, of course, they're six and two in their last eight, Greg. So Eastern Michigan team fully expects to beat the Chippewas on Wednesday. They will then be back at home on Saturday against Northern Illinois at 2 o'clock start. You can come out to the convo. It's a 2 o'clock start because there is home women's gymnastics on Friday night before that. It'll be EMU taking on the folks from down the road in Kalamazoo. That's the Western Michigan Broncos. 6 o'clock free admission 
for Katie Minnesota's team as they'll take on Western. That comes up Friday night as well. Uh, men are on the road this week. We will uh, see them in Bowling Green to take on uh, Michael Uger's Falcons coming up on Tuesday night, and then they will travel to Oxford on Saturday afternoon to take on the Miami Redhawks inside Millette. So no men's basketball this week at home, but a chance for women's basketball. And we also have a chance for some other teams that you can see around the Eastern Michigan community as well with track and gymnastics and tennis also all in the mix. Yeah, a lot of opportunity now as we're rolling fully into the winter and spring seasons for a lot of our different teams. I work with women's tennis. They're, of course, going to be opening up their season at Michigan State on Thursday. It was scheduled for this past weekend, but some circumstances shifted that forward. And then, like you said, a lot of our other teams in action as well. Women's swimming is back at home against Bowling Green at 1 p.m. on Friday. And then uh, women's track and men's track, both at the Can-Am Classic here. That's a hosted event by Eastern Michigan. So if you haven't had the opportunity to see some of those sports, it's a great opportunity to come out be a part of the community, and watch some high-level competition because those teams are very competitive, very good, really good chance to win a championship. Certainly a good opportunity. Speaking of championships, that's something an EMU Eagle got to do over the weekend, and that's the former undrafted free agent in Andrew Wiley. He a member of the Kansas City Chiefs, and they're heading to Super Bowl 54 as he is crowned champion and brings home a victory as they'll be coming up, waiting to see the 49ers in two weeks. We'll try our best to catch up with uh, Andrew, but his former teammate, we did catch up, and that's Sergio Bailey. Uh, a conversation this week a little different than normal uh, because it's a lot about not sports and Sergio's ba Bailey's uh, decision to open a restaurant in his hometown of San Diego. Well, when you talk about two guys that played an absolutely – integral role in turning the Eastern Michigan football program around. None better to talk about than Andrew Wiley and Sergio Bailey, and it's no surprise that both of them are doing such great things now in their career after college. A little bit different paths. First off, obviously, congratulations to Andrew. Uh, he's been a starter the majority of his time in Kansas City, and they've, they've earned their uh, AFC title and now a trip to the Super Bowl, and it's a little sentimental for me personally because I've known him for so long. We both come from Midland, Michigan, both went to the same high school, so congrats to Andrew and, and Scott and Deb, his family. Uh, happy for all of you guys if you're listening. And then, of course, Sergio Bailey, who spends a year in the league and still has aspirations to get back there, suffers an injury, but what does he do in his meantime? He takes his, some money that he's saved up, he invests. He's now a small business owner in San Diego, right in the heart of it. He's opened up a new restaurant called Surf and Soul. Greg, they've been open now for just over two weeks. They've sold out almost every day they've been open. That means you're cooking up some good food. So we catch up with Sergio Bailey to talk life in football, out of football, business, Surf and Soul. It's really I personally think one of our best conversations we've had on the show. He's really an insightful young man. It's a great conversation. Don't listen to it if you haven't had lunch or dinner yet, because uh, you will get a little hungry. You want to you want to get on that plane and head to the West Coast. Uh, Sergio's doing a fantastic job for himself, and he's a, a guy you've always rooted for, an underdog that has made his way uh, from the junior college ranks to Eastern Michigan to the NFL and now running a business himself. Another guy that uh, has been an underdog, that is Nick Jones from the baseball team.
game. The baseball season gets underway in just a few short weeks, but I know you got a chance to catch up with Nick and, and talk about EMU baseball and the season that's in store, as we'll have plenty more previews to come, but a, an in-depth conversation with him. Talk about an episode that's filled with first-class individuals. There's no difference with Nick Jones as well. For those of you that don't know Nick, haven't heard him speak, this is a great opportunity to get to know him and get to know the baseball team. He's a captain. He's been a uh, now will be a three-time captain as a senior on this team, and he's fantastic. Gives insight into a little bit of his own life. For those that don't know, his brother plays on the team. He's from Battle Creek, so he had a lot of interesting things to weigh and whether to choose Western or Eastern. Talks a little bit about that. Talks about the support of his family. Talks about the team as a whole and. For those that follow Eastern Baseball, you know that they didn't have the season they were hoping for last year, but they hope to turn that around. Nick is so transparent about that, so fun in his ability to communicate and have those conversations. He's really a, a tremendously well-spoken young man. And if you want to know more about Eastern Michigan Baseball or just one of the best student-athletes we have on campus in terms of just the human of Nick Jones, it's a great conversation. I'm so excited for people to be able to hear it. Baseball will kick off their year coming up at Austin P on valentine's day that's february 14th so right around the corner they'll also have their uh, uh leadoff banquet coming up as well coming up on february 8th so plenty of action around emu athletics if you want to as always be in the know on emu athletics make sure you have your emu athletics mobile app on your phone either on the iphone or on any android device it allows users to select what team they want and have push notifications for all the latest news notes and breaking coverage of emu athletics just search eastern michigan either in the itunes app store or on google play hey the world of apps is around us if you haven't gotten the app yet it's a fantastic thing i've got it on my phone it's so great it's hooked right in to our website, Greg. So users, you can go on there, get all the information about Eastern, you know, need to know. And listen, people, if you want to have me and Greg, you know, in more of your life than just clicking play, put us in your pocket. It's that easy. Put it on, put us on your cell phone, download the app. It's really uh, an easy way to stay up to date with all things Eastern Michigan. Speaking of apps, we got to go. Sergio sent a plate of apps for us and we got to have some taste tests. You can hear him on the other side of this break. You're listening to the Eastern Insider Podcast. Welcome back to the Eastern Insider Podcast. We've been so lucky to be joined by some great guests over the course of our history, and that's no different today as we welcome to the show via the phone line. Of, he's now across the country, a great former Eagle, and now uh, a football player and an entrepreneur as well. It's Sergio Bailey, who spent a couple of years with the Green and White. You remember him. So integral in taking the football team to the next level, getting him to the 2016 Bahamas Bowl. And of course, that bowl was sponsored by Popeyes, and now he's into the food world himself. Greg's along with me here. And Sergio, first off, how are you doing? I know you're out in San Diego. How, how's life treating you? 
man. Life is good. I give God all the credit as always. Um, man, just sticking to the strip, waking up and going hard every day. Um, still working out, still in the football business, um, and now I'm in the food business as well. Um, but life is great, man. Can't complain. Well, let's talk a little bit about that business because from all indications back here in Michigan, it's one that although just kind of started up, has already been incredibly popular. You're getting a ton of media attention, a ton of opportunity to showcase a different side of you with some different skills. And let's talk about Surf and Soul. Give us just a little bit of a, a, of a rundown on what Surf and Soul is and how it came to fruition. Okay, well, basically, Surf and Soul is a um, soul food restaurant. Um, what's unique about our restaurant um, is we have two different menus. So Monday through Friday we have our 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 soul our surf days, um, and then Friday Saturday we have our soul days. So soul food um, such as you know back uh, baked macaroni and cheese, um, candy yams. Um, we got the greens with the uh, gravy turkey, um, and you know we just have special uh, foods that you can't just find anywhere in, in California. And so far we've been successful. Still have a long ways to go, and I'm excited about it. When you went about scouting your location and determining where you were going to open it, how, do you kind of look at neighborhoods? And how do you, how do you go about doing that market research to decide? Okay, here's where I'm going to pick to to go. Yeah, for sure. So I, I have a lot of people on my team um, who, who I spoke to. We have meetings about as far as location, 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 because location is everything. Um, you know, and we we found a. a a handful of great buildings to put surface so but we just didn't it just wasn't the perfect fit for us um so the location that we have done out in san diego um is perfect for the community um i feel like it's in the middle of san diego so people are willing to to drive down um if they're up north or up south wherever they are because it's in the middle of san diego so um it's it's a great location well let's talk a little bit about that team that you mentioned because i know that a lot of people are probably asking well you spend your whole life playing football and that's not a dream that you have given up i know you have full intentions of still playing football but then all of a sudden in the middle of this you're young you're just out of college and you're starting a, a surf and soul restaurant but i know that it has more of a deep meaning to you because you talk a lot about that team being such a part of your family and a lot of that team is your family a lot of your family has had a, a long history with food in terms of the, all the great things that your family makes and sells and i know that food is a way to really bring people together so tell us a little bit about the family aspect to your restaurant and i know that kind of starts with your chef too so why don't you introduce our listeners to your chef as well and what makes her so special um my chef her name is sarajevo petty um she's a great person um i've been knowing her for for years now um the food the foods and the recipes that she brings to the table um is, is immaculate um there's lines there's lines out the door every day we've been sold out almost every day um and, and business is booming um you know but that's all to her and her her hard work and you know what she's able to offer on the menu um i'm just very appreciative of her and the rest of my team it's not only her and i who um, built the menus, found the location, um, you know, got all the tables, um, helped with the logo. Uh, my whole team, I don't, I, 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 the list is so long of names and I don't want to forget anybody. I just want to thank my whole team, the whole Surf and Soul family, um, friends and, and supporters just for supporting us um, and, and just being there for us. When you come to Eastern originally and, and you're getting that college degree, how much did the EMU experience kind of help you 
to get where you're at now with this business? Um, it helped a lot, man. It helped a lot. I was a young kid coming out of junior college, um, and Eastern Michigan gave me the opportunity to come and, and get a degree and, and do what I love, which was play football. Um, and I had a great time. Um, I, I learned a lot. I, I think I became a man when I was in college just because, you know, you were on your own and it was up to you to, you know, attend class, turn in your assignments, um, and, and, and all of the above. You know, a lot of people don't understand what it takes to be a student athlete, but when you're a student athlete, man, it, it, it's more to it than just playing football and, and going to class. But um, Eastern has helped me, I would say, um organization I, I i had to organize my my schedule when i was at eastern just because we had so much to do i had to i had football practice i had class i had to do homework i had presentations i had to study for my plays i had to study my opponent um and i had to work a little extra at things i needed to get better at so um just organization man um you know and, and, and prepping um for the next move that i make well, and taking that one step further, too, you are part of a program here that had not won a lot of meaningful football games in a very long time. And then you come here, you're a part of the group that takes and really kickstarts this momentum that we've seen here at Eastern on the football field uh, and really through the athletic department. And you get to be a part of that, obviously, going to the bowl game in 2016. Do having those ups and downs on the football field, and are those lessons that you carry with you into the into the business world? You know what? You hit that right on the head. That's exactly what it is. What it is. When people when people ask me how or why, how am I so motivated and you know um, how I'm so positive is because in life, man, it's ups and downs to everything. Literally, it's ups and downs. And um, I feel like long as you remain positive and understand that you can always bounce back from anything. You you could you could bounce back from anything. Um, it's just all about patience and just to keep your chin up and, and keep going. And I can relate that to Eastern Michigan because um, you know we have some games where we should have won. We had some games where we were winning the whole game and um, we, we lost or we were losing the whole game and we almost came back. Um, so all those lessons, man, I've, I've translated to real life um, and I feel like those opportunities that I had uh, were are really important to me and they're helping me um, thrive in, in, into the real world right now. Last time people saw you on a football field was uh, while you were with Tampa in 2018 uh you had two successful preseason games but then uh had a, a freak injury in, in game three how's the body right now and and kind of kind of what's the the outlook on is it an nfl camp is it xfl what's the kind of the the football world future as well yeah man so i got hurt um it was unfortunate never been hurt before never missed a game at eastern but um you know that's another obstacle that i had to overcome and i'm 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 understanding that you know it's it's it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be bumps in the road sometimes and that was for sure a bump for me um but i always get up every time i fall so um with that being said um yeah, I had a great time with the Buccaneers. I was there for a whole year, um, and I do have some workouts coming up, um, NFL and XFL. So 
Um, I'll be keeping you guys posted with that. I'm not going to speak on that or throw teams on the table, but just understand that Sergio Bailey will be back on the field making big plays. That's fantastic to hear. Sergio, when you think about your restaurant, your football career, all of it together, however you want to answer this, what is the single biggest thing that you kind of define as your own success? What are you trying to accomplish in your life right now, and, and what can people look forward to from Sergio Bailey in the future? I hope people can look at me and 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 and, and know my story and and understand that, like I've always say and I always say, you know, to keep going. Um, things aren't gonna go your way. Uh, things aren't gonna be perfect. Some things may be perfect, but it's up to you to to keep your head up. It's up to you to continue to write your goals down and cross them off. I'm I'm big on writing goals down. Um, I'm I'm big on crossing them off once I accomplish them. And every time I accomplish a goal, I add a goal. So um, I just want people to know that, man, either 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 you play football and things don't work or you play football and you're successful, that no matter what, it's, it's always a way. You just got to find it. There's no doubt that you've certainly been successful in a lot of avenues. I think I can speak for Greg and, and the rest of us here and tell you that not only are you, uh, were you just an absolute pleasure to have as a student athlete, but of course, to see you so successful in whatever avenue you pick now has been just a joy to us and watching you do that. I know it's uh, so inspiring for your community and for everybody else that you've you've touched i've got to ask you did you have like a ribbon cutting ceremony i mean do we still have time to get maybe like a brick wall down there we could do instead of a ribbon cutting i mean man we might we might have to do a brick wall we might have to do a brick wall um we we, we haven't done a, a bow we haven't did our grand opening a lot of people um have been you know um shouting at us through uh so all, all the social media platforms um, our social media platforms are doing good. I want to shout out to our social media people as well because they're doing really good um, as far as that. But um, we're, we're definitely going to get the grand opening going soon, and that would be awesome if we had the wall, some type of eastern wall um, being uh, broke down around here too. Well, what do you think? If if Greg and I are ever in town, can we do a uh, a live Eastern Insider recording from Surf and Soul? Man, for sure. That's non-negotiable. I'm excited for you. anybody from Eastern, anybody. Um, I'm going to be real excited for you guys to come through. I got my Eastern jersey up there. I got an Eastern picture up there. I got some other stuff that I'm putting up there, but um, I'm, I'm Eastern is all the way in the middle of San Diego right now, and everybody that comes through Surf and Soul, they, they see that big E on the chest, and I'm proud. That's fantastic. Sergio, we, we can't thank you enough for joining us here today on the Eastern Insider. I, I know I speak for everybody, like I said, when we tell you how proud of you we are, and it's so great to see our alums being so successful both on and off the field. Again, thanks for your time. For all our listeners, if you find your way in the San Diego, make sure to stop by Surf and Soul. Tell Sergio we sent you. Say hi to him. Give him your support. I know that he would love that. And until we talk next time, Sergio, best of luck. Continue on the path you're on, man. It's awesome. Yes, sir. I'll always keep going, and I appreciate you guys just taking the time to call me, man. Um, it's much love. Anytime. Thank you so much for doing it, and the best of luck. Yes, sir. Have a good one. All right, that's Sergio Bailey. More after this on the Eastern Insider. Looking for a ride? Trinity Transportation has the vehicle for you. From luxurious motor coaches to cozy sedans, Trinity Transportation is prepared to take you to your destination. Check out their fleet of vehicles at trinitytransportation.com or call 877-284-4200 to book today. That's trinitytransportation.com or 877-284-4200. Trinity Transportation, the official transportation provider of Eastern Michigan Athletics. Welcome back to the Eastern Insider Podcast. We've had quite the journey on the show today, but not quite the journey that Coach Castro and the women's basketball team 
had this weekend getting home from Buffalo. Joined by him now, Coach. First and foremost, we got to start out of the basketball realm and talk about this trip home from Buffalo. I was lucky enough to be on the trip, and it took us 14 and a half hours to get home. Usually about a five and a half to six hour drive. So just give me a little bit of a rundown on kind of your experience with that trip and how you think the team handled it. Yeah, you know, Mother Nature, uh, not not much we can do about her. You know, we, we wanted to leave after the Buffalo game, and unfortunately weather didn't uh, allow it, so we stayed an extra night just to let the weather, you know, try and improve, and it did. Uh, unfortunately, on our way back, they, they closed the highway, and the GPS sent us down a long, windy road, and unfortunately uh, that road wasn't necessarily uh, designed for uh, charter buses. and uh, we got stuck, <laughs> and for to make a long story short, uh, we got stuck with some other cars for about six and a half hours. We didn't move, um, but the kids were great. Our bus driver was phenomenal, and um, we finally made it back safe and sound, which is all that really matters. And uh, you know, it, it makes for a good story. The kids ended up at a fire um, uh, department. And uh, they got to talk to the fire guys for a couple hours. And uh, like I said, we made it safe and sound, and that's all that really matters. Yeah, I know. It'd be remiss not to uh, to thank, of course, our bus driver, KP, of Trinity Transportation, and, of course, the Gerard Firehouse that uh, so graciously came with ambulances to take groups of our players to their firehouse, which was right down the street, and get them fed and, and keep them warm while that was going on. And of course, a, a definitely an interesting travel story. I mean, we were out there, you, I, the rest of the staff, pushing cars, helping people get out. So definitely an interesting uh, kind of a team-building experience. But going back to the game that took you out to Buffalo, uh, obviously a really challenging game against a really good team in the Bulls and one that you didn't come away with the win in, lost by three, 66 to 63. But one where really your team's down 16 to 2 at the start. You get it into that 10-point range most of the way. And at the end of the game, pull within a couple, have a chance to to really get back in that game and win it. You've got to be happy with the resolve that your team is showing. Yeah, obviously you never want to get down 16-2, to two, uh, especially on the road against a quality opponent like that. But uh, we, we kept making runs, kept getting it to five, and then something would happen and we just couldn't close it any closer during the second and third quarters, which is what we really needed to do. Uh, obviously, you know, it's always nice to see your team continue to fight and battle and compete. Um, it's, it's who we are and it's, you know, it's the same reason yesterday wasn't a complete disaster on the trip. It's because we got good kids. We got good people. Uh, we're surrounded by, uh, selfless, uh, players and coaches. So it, and staff, so, you know, I'm not surprised that we fought back. I, I was disappointed in, you know, some of our uh, execution and, and, you know, breakdowns. Uh, but those are things that we can continue to rep and teach and improve, and I'm confident that we'll do so. So, uh, you know, great opportunity that we missed out on. But the great thing about this league is, um, you know, there's an opportunity every week to beat a quality opponent. And this week is no different in Central Michigan and NIU. Two players that I wanted to ask you about, because Ariana Combs has obviously been getting so much of the attention and deservedly so with her performances. But you see Aaliyah Stanley change up her game just a little bit in that Buffalo game. See, people are so used to seeing her step back and, and score a lot of her points via the three. But 
She scores 17 points, and only two of those buckets were three-pointers against Buffalo. What are you seeing in her development that's allowing her to crash in a little bit inside the three-point arc and take advantage of two-point opportunities? Yeah, I think I think it's twofold. One, um, teams are scouting her and they're putting an emphasis on you know her three-point shooting ability, with, which makes sense. The other thing is um, Aaliyah has always been a scorer, period. She she is not just a three-point shooter. She's a kid that can score in transition. She can get to the rim. She can she has a mid-range game. Her athletic, her offensive skill set is really uh, complete. You know, she's still getting more and more comfortable uh, with the college game. What I was really impressed with is that her defense has continued to improve, and that was a game that it she was going to have to show up defensively for us to have a chance. But uh, you know, for a freshman to go into a uh, hostile environment and play like she did, you know, it's it's nice to see the progress. And uh, to be honest with you, we, we're, we expect her to continue to progress as well as the rest of the team. And then quickly, Autumn Hudson, who has an interesting, interesting game because doesn't put up any points against Buffalo, but still fights to grab 13 rebounds. That's a season high for her. And this is a player who has always been able to rebound the ball but so many bigs, maybe if they're not getting in the rhythm on the offensive side of the court, may not have that kind of production on the defensive end. But Autumn certainly faced some adversity, had some early foul calls go against her. But she really rose to the occasion on the defensive end of the court. And just talk about her development because it's really been special this year. Yeah, I mean, I think um, she's always been sound defensively for the most part. Now she's gotten a lot better at her one-on-one defense on the in the post. Uh, I would argue that she has not always been a good rebounder. And it's something that we've tried to emphasize with her for obvious reasons. And yesterday you saw some of the, the byproduct of that, and, and she was really good defensively rebounding. Uh, now, on the other end of that, uh, you know, she she's a capable scorer. And, you know, to win on the road and to beat opponents that are ranked in the top 25, it's going to take a team effort. So. Uh, moving forward, you know, she we're going to need her to to deliver on the offensive end, which is she's more than capable of. Um, but, you know, she keeps adding to her game. Two games ago, she played really well and scored 14 points. This game, she had 13 points. Now it's can we get them at the same time? And as a coach, that's what you're, uh, you know, you're constantly pushing the envelope uh, to to uh, improve everybody in the team as a whole. We're here with Fred, Fred Castro, head coach of the women's basketball team. And we'll we'll close on this, Coach. A great opportunity on Wednesday to come back home mm-hmm. and play maybe the best team in terms of the stretch that they're in right now that you've seen all season in Central Michigan, 5-0 and in conference play. They're a solid team, but I know that you have high expectations. How excited are you for the matchup on Wednesday, and what are the keys uh, to victory? I know you're still in the game planning situation, but obviously a team I know you have a ton of respect for. Oh. Uh, incredible amount of respect i mean you look at what they've done um in this last three four year run uh it's nothing short of exceptional uh you look at the opponents and the schedule they've played this year i mean they they, they've lost at louisville at ucf at western kentucky and green bay i mean those are all ncaa caliber teams um and now they're off to a five and no start so give heather a lot of credit for uh, continuing 
their system and, and playing at a high level. But we've traditionally played really well at home. Uh, we had a great crowd against Miami. Uh, I think we rewarded the crowd with our play, and we're hopeful that we have a great crowd again uh, for Wednesday night because we're going to need everybody there to support this team uh, and really give us the juice that we need uh, to play at a high level. So great opportunity, a great matchup, something that uh, we've really been looking forward to for quite some time. Well, there you go, listeners. You heard it from Coach himself. A great opportunity to see great basketball here on Wednesday night at the Convocation Center. Weather looks good enough to travel out, so he and I both expect to see you out there. Make sure you stop by. Give us a wave if you do. We'll see you guys at the Convocation Center. That's Head Coach Fred Castro. More on the Eastern Insider after this. to the eastern insider podcast hard to believe but baseball season right around the corner and we're joined by nick jones who's a senior on the team one of the best all-around student athletes that eastern michigan has to offer gets it done in the classroom on the field how does it feel being back on campus this is your last go around with eastern i know it's been uh, one heck of a ride. Uh, it's it's definitely exciting and you know terrifying at the same time uh, this is our last chance to for me to make a mark at Eastern Michigan for our, our baseball program. And after last year, we really want to make that mark because, you know, the whole world didn't even see what we were capable of last year. Um, and I think we're making changes. So we're really excited to get back. I know I'm excited to make my last little big push uh, for that ring for not only um, our team, but for the school. So I'm excited to get after it for the farewell tour. And you're, you're in a way a local kid from Battle Creek area originally. So almost a little bit close to Western Michigan too. There's got to be like a little bit of a, almost like a personal want to show the rest of the state that Eastern was the right choice for you over a Western or a central type of school. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I have a lot of respect for coach Gernon over at Western. Um, but I felt like I was wanted and pursued more by um, the Eastern Michigan staff. And I felt more like family. Um, they felt like I can make an impact on and off the field here. Um, and I felt I could personally, you uh, off of the field um, as well, uh, being able to make an impact to my teammates um, and helping them become the best version of themselves. Um, and I, I'm really excited to play those teams. I, it amps up my play um, because I know a local kid, um, you know, grew up wanting to play <clears throat> at the close schools. Um, but by having the opportunity at Eastern, I'm, I'm given my dream and um, I'm grateful for that. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited to play those schools, but um, I'm so happy that I'm here. One benefit of you being so close is the family support that you have. And I want to ask you about that because it's second to none. Your mom and dad in the stands for most every game. A lot of the times your dog is around, too. <laughs> what has that meant and how special is that for you to 
be able to play, get away from home a little bit to a school that you really wanted to be at, to choose to be at, but then to also know that your parents are right down the road if you need them. And when even when you don't necessarily need them, they're here for you anyways to support you. Yeah, whenever, although I'm not home, I feel at home uh, with everyone around that we have a family culture. And my family being able to hop on I-94 for just a little over an hour and be here is amazing. Um, they've they've worked so hard to get me to this point and for them to um, finally take a step back instead of uh, driving us early to games and everything. They just get to sit and watch the result of what we've been practicing and watching us play our hearts out. And um, it's it's definitely nice seeing them uh, in a more relaxed stage. <laughs> They're not so relaxed when we're up in a big spot in the game, but it's it's a different story there. Um, uh, they just get to enjoy it now. So I'm I'm so thankful for everything they've done and everything they've sacrificed to get me to this point. So And they're not the only family that's close because your brother plays <laughs> on the team. <laughs> yeah. Everybody knows Nate Jones, another starter for the Eastern Michigan Baseball Club. All right, you got to lay it out straight <laughs> to me. I know there's probably some benefit to him playing with you, but when he first decides to come here, you're like, seriously, come on. Like, do you really want him this close to you? What, what has that experience been like for you? No, it's it's been awesome, and it's been uh, – I mean, they're uh, – he, he chose the position far away from me. Actually, the furthest away from me from <laughs> catcher to center field. But Does that uh, describe a little <laughs> bit of your home life? Or? No, not at all. <laughs> um, we would be closer if we could choose. Um, I just can't play infield that well. <laughs> uh, but, no, our relationship is – it's been strong. We've – you know, there's so many brothers and sisters who bicker and – uh yell at each other fight with each other that kid's my best friend um and i'm glad that we're at the same school to hold each other accountable and i think that's what's helped us gain our strengths a little more um so i'm so happy to have him um and he yeah he once i committed eastern he started to be really interested so i was kind of like the the side recruiting coordinator uh like on and now it's what um i am so happy he's here and it's been an awesome ride with him i can't believe it's my last year with him yeah, certainly uh, Coach Roof owes you for being a, a partial recruiter for your brother. But come on, you've, you've shoved him into a locker at least a couple times here, right? There's... No, I promise. But they've put us next to each other in the locker room three years in a row. So Yeah, and it's interesting because now you've got another pair of brothers on mm -hmm. the team in the houses. And, of course, two of your coaches, your head coach, yeah. Eric Roof, and his brother, Jonathan Roof, also a set of brothers. Is it kind of interesting and kind of cool to go through and be on a team that not only has you two – but then now a new set of brothers that you're playing with and then a set of brothers that are coaches. What kind of experience is that like? And does it bring it all together and make it that much more special for you? Yeah, the experience has been super cool seeing all the three dynamics of the brothers interact with each other. Just in all three, you see some point uh, getting under each other's skin, uh, especially those houses. Trevor loves, <laughs> loves to get under Thomas's skin. Um, but it's, it's honestly created um, – like I was saying earlier, just the bigger family culture with literal family bringing in um, how much closer to a family can you get than than real family? Um, so and kind of all three different ages um, of family of those uh, pairs of brothers. So it's been really cool seeing that dynamic. We're joined by Nick Jones on the Eastern Insider podcast. Of course, one of the great baseball players here at Eastern Michigan, a, a senior captain from the Battle Creek area is talking about his family being so close, the dynamics uh, of playing with his brother and getting coached by a pair of brothers. <laughs> it sounds like we're going to have to maybe interview the house brothers coming up because oh, you know, yeah. it, it seems like they might have a little they bit got more some of good the, ones. Uh, interesting, a little bit more of the, the typical brother relationship <laughs> yeah. of kind of shoving each other into lockers and whatnot. <laughs>
But now we turn it more into baseball, Nick. And I want to ask you because I know that it's not something you shy away from is the season you guys had last year. Yeah. And obviously not uh, the type of season that you guys were hoping for. I know before the season last year, we had sat down and talked quite a bit and, and you were had pretty high expectations. So then uh, nothing really falls into place how you want it. 11 wins on the season uh, last year, fought through some adversity and still came out all right. But I know that there's much higher expectations going into this season and, you, you're ready to kind of get that sour taste out of your mouth, aren't you? Oh, absolutely. I know uh, last season I was saying earlier the you know, the conference didn't get to see the Eastern Michigan Eagles that um, we expected and prepared for. Um, but we have to move on, and, and we can't forget about that because we have to use that as our fuel, um, showing what we are capable of. And we saw glimpses of that in certain innings and late in games last year. We, we could get it done. Um, but... Uh, I think the biggest thing for using last year to ignite this year is just having a grateful heart in everything. Um, there's so many times when we're uh, results based and we find our joy based on results. You know, baseball is a game of failure. And if we're basing our joy on the results, then um, we're never going to be joyful. Um, so just having a grateful heart in everything, um, being the alongside, you know, 33 other brothers um, creates such a, a joy. And if that leads to victories, then it's a win-win because um, at the end of the day, we just need to be there for each other and play together. And um, that's our goal this year, just to have a grateful heart and everything. That's certainly great perspective. And I'm going to go ahead and call it right now that uh, I'll be the first person to buy your book when you write it. This is, <laughs> you're obviously incredibly well-spoken. Uh, wisdom beyond your years. I think that type of mentality is good for anything in life, not just baseball. Talk a little bit about how quickly a resurgence can happen because I don't think a lot of people quite know how quick it can happen. And it's interesting because looking at your roster, a lot of the same core intact, obviously you lose a guy like Zach Owings who was pretty productive on the field for you guys, but a lot of players remain and then you get some young talent in. Uh, but just because it's the same players, it doesn't mean the results will be the same. I know that you guys are ready to go out on the field and prove that what's been taking place this off season that makes you think there can be a significant jump from last year. I think this resurgence is possible this year, just for the fact that our team um, has a lot of respect for each other uh, in terms of um, just being vulnerable to wanting to get better, um, having those tough conversations, wanting to do um some work on their own or asking questions, not being afraid to, you know, ask why, why do we do this? Um, know our why behind what our philosophies are um, at the plate, in the field, pitching. Um, I think it's, it's just 34 guys combined wanting to um, have one goal. And I think that was the, the big thing last year. There, there were, uh, you know, a ton of different guys who had a ton of different goals. And I think this year with 34 guys and, you know, we're one team, uh, one goal, I think that's going to lead to a resurgence way faster than people think. What are you most excited about personally for the upcoming season? Then what's something you're excited about for the team? Personally, I'm, I'm ready to enjoy every, every last game, one game at a time. Cause I know this is the the last ride for me at Eastern. Um, I can't think, you know, ahead in May for the Mac tournament, we can't get there unless we play well in March and, uh, April. So I think I'm, I'm really excited to, uh, um, use what I've been practicing this fall um, and winter to, you know, see where baseball takes me, uh, not only here and 
um, you know, beyond college. And for the team, I'm excited for us to show what we're capable of. I, I know we didn't get to last year, um, and I'm so excited this year. And I think we have a real chance to make some some loud noise this year. Well, we're just over a month away from the start of the season. You'll get your first chance to follow Nick and the Eastern Michigan baseball team this year when they take the field February 14th in Clarkville, Tennessee against Austin P. The first time they'll be here at O-Strike Stadium is March 17th, weather permitting. We all know that that uh, may or may not happen, but I hope you'll be able to come out and join me, Greg Steiner, Nick, out at the field and catch some of the Eastern Michigan baseball season this year. Nick, we look forward to seeing you out uh, on the diamond. Wish you the best of luck over the next month in your preparation, and hopefully we can head towards a MAC championship. What do you think? Hey, that sounds good to me, Alex. I appreciate you having me. All right, more on the Eastern Insider right after this. Well, that'll do it for another edition of the Eastern Insider Podcast. Thank you, as always, to all of our guests and, most importantly, you, the listeners. We couldn't do it without you, and we're so excited to be able to bring you all things Eastern straight from the source every week. As always, you can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or wherever you download your podcast, including this year from our own website, emueagles.com slash podcasts. Make sure you stay with us every Monday. We'll be back next week bigger and better than ever. Until then, go green, go white, and go Eastern, and have a great week.